This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love sending Kim news because she gets irritated. Whatever irritates Kim, I like Too to funny, do. Mama. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Two Funny Mamas, and I'm Sherry Shepard, and I got a, a special guest host that I've never done the podcast with, and it's Miss Caroline Ray. Well, thank you, Miss Sherry Shepard. When you said, do you want to do the podcast, I'm like, I'm very happy to be your um, swing mama, right? <laughs> if he's not here, I will pop in very happily. Or I'm so Tuesday, ex- right? This is this is the boob, this is Boob Thursday. This is Thursday. It don't Sorry. even rhyme, but it's, it's Cleavage Thursday. Yes, Cleavage Thursday. I uh, I'm I so a, excited. I had a boyfriend once many many years ago, and he was from Russia, and he would look at my boobs, and he would go, "How do you say this in English, Cleveland?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I thought it was so ironic because that's a totally flat city. But I'm bummed. 1989, everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you she's coming in, but she's not allowed to do the podcast with us. So just come and say hi before you dismiss. You don't have to put a mask on, Kim, because I've been vaccinated. She just got off work at the on, on the show. Hello, 20s. my love. Hi, Kim. Kimmy, are you all right? You look tired, honey. I am tired. I've been working all day, but you know they got that Delta variant going around. You know what? Well, here's the Delta variant right ah, here. Oh, oh my. By the way, that's like the worst news correspondent I've ever seen. You just stick a giant face in and go, I got that Delta variant going on. <laughs> yeah, so that's why everybody has to get vaccinated. We so are vaccinated. That's what I keep I telling her. I have got you like, had been to the dentist? Have you lost perception? Why are you so close to the camera, Kim? <laughs> she is like, golly, get out the screen. I just wanted her to come and say hi to, to fix, all our listeners. Because they're wondering why the real two funny mamas are not there, but it's because Thank she you. was working all day and she's exhausted. Well, she right? couldn't. This line is is a line of fat. I like okay. this shirt. No, okay. that is where we keep our phones. That extra space right there. No, don't ever put your cell phone on your breast, I'm Caroline. I'm kidding. I would never. I was making a joke about the space. Are you crazy? Okay, okay. No, this is a credit card slide, Caroline. This is where you slide your American Express. <laughs> Oh, so that's fine. And the American Express right here. What do you do? Kim is, for the listeners who are listening, Kim is behind me dancing. You're in a, did Caroline give you this pop? Did you take that from Caroline Ray, the the blouse you got? I gave it to her. It's Johnny Was, and it looks way better on her. It looked like I was having triplets. Hello. It's very cute. Oh, I absolutely love you. Oh, you got an American Express slide in your boobs, too. (laughs) You got a credit card slide. She has a whole baby ass in hers. Look at we all got we yeah, all got boobs. Yeah, yeah. Show I'll you show boobs. your boobs. I can't see you. Got to stand up there. a little bit. No, you got to stand up. Stand up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, look at them bazoongas. <laughs> Caroline, those are bazooka bazoongas. Oh, see, I can't go without a bra. Oh, hey, please save me on the Caroline. side tables. Of course, I'm wearing a bra. Hey, can you Ridiculous. call your friend? Can you call your friend and ask him what's that thing in the middle that I got to get for the middle of the net? 
take off your mask. We can't even hear what you're saying. Yes, I will. I'll give you his number and you can call him. And no, 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 don't do that. All Just, right, let... fine. I, don't you need to go to bed? Yes, I'll yeah. do that. You need to go to bed. You're disrupting everything that I got with Caroline. So so anyway, Kim, say bye to our listeners and our viewers. Just do a, a say just say. All right, y'all, it was great. If don't come on in with this thing. You stop that. What is that? She is so nasty. Listener, what she's got a that? something Sherry wants in her face. She's so oh. infantile. Let me just show them what this is. I don't but, know for listeners, this this is the leg to her uh, table, her dining room. Oh my room God, table. that is hilarious. Okay, so I want to tell the listeners, this is no, the it leg. Is, it's like an old pilgrim vibrator. That is just. Yes. <laughs> so it's the, it's the leg to Kim's dining room table. They moved it because she's getting a new dining room table. So she wow. held it upside down with only partial, uh, a partial of it in the camera. And it looks like something phallic. Cause it's brown, you know what? and that's the kind. Of, this is the kind of bull that I got to deal with with Kim when she's tired and just came from work. She gets distracted and she gets really silly. So just to let you Can know, I just say, that looks like the, the the like the vibrator that became valedictorian. That's what you know what I mean. That's like <laughs> that's like the smartest, oldest vibrator in the room. And that's you know the mean? kind of stuff. you know what it does. It stimulates your mind. That's how good it is. It doesn't even do anything. It don't stimulate nothing. Kim is tired, you guys, and she's she's like punch drunk. And that's the last, when she's punch drunk like that, and I'm completely sober, it doesn't make for a good combination. So Kim is not going to do the podcast, and I'm so blessed that Caroline Ray stepped in um, because I watched the podcast last week, and y'all were fabulous. It was funny, but you know I lost my shit because Kim was not focused. Because <laughs> Kim was ordering food for 40 minutes? Because Kim was ordering food, she was on the phone, and you had to keep telling her to focus. And I, and and we both have known Kim for a long time, so we understand that Kim get, has attention deficit order. Chris is just learning about Kim, but we've <laughs> known Kim for a long. And this is why Kim is so amazing. Why so many people love her because of her ADD. But there are times when it triggered things in me. So I'm watching it, losing my crap. I'm screaming at the thing every time you went, Kim, put the phone down and ask the doctor a question. I'm, and I told Kim, no guess. Okay, first of all, if that's what I sound like, you're in deep trouble. Kim, put the phone down. All right, fine, great. Nice impression already. Kim, put the like, phone but, down. <laughs> the, yeah, you do sound like that, but it's great. very sexy. It's very sexy. Yeah, very, very. It was a really great all the mice will want me now. Okay, so the name of the doctor is Dr. Susie. Well, let's face it, Caroline. We've been dating rats, so hey. Hey, why not? I, you were I fabulous. Have, you know what? I have, I think I have PTSD from having dated rats. I really do. Like, even imagining someone doing something, even, like, it's like, it's like fourth-party jealousy. I'm like, oh. Because he did, he did everything. He cheated on me while my mother was dying with the trainer. It's like, what? It was so cliche. Yes. That's horrible. I know. That's he horrible. Me, he told me he was, you know, lifting 140 pounds a week. I didn't know it was the actual trainer. Come on. <laughs> what made him cheat with the trainer? That's some resentment against you. Like, that's. <laughs> Thank that's, you, Sherry. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, not a, I'm not a psychologist, but if he. Was it your trainer? No, my God, if it was my trainer, good Lord, that would be really psycho. No, it was his trainer. Oh, but so you know it was what? his the last, trainer. 
The last thing I said to him was, I believe she was born with an Adam's apple. She was not a girly girl. She was a manly man, woman. Okay, well, that, that also says something, Caroline. I think that men, I think that men, and Chris, you may want to uh, jump in on this. I think men who get with these uh, women who look like boys. Yeah. I'm just Boy. saying, what do you think, Chris? Boys? As in, like, if you're... Like, like if they could friends. double, if they could like double I, as a high school senior male, yeah, like they look like, like I, I, the doctor that I, I've been seeing. I sent him a picture. Hold of, on, uh, Andre, hold yeah, on. That was, that was, that was I, Andre sent a picture of me. He photoshopped my head onto this bodybuilder, and she was very masculine with very. She looked really boyish, and and I sent it to the doctor as like a, a kind of a joke, and he sent back, and he was like, you know. It was very funny, but honestly, I don't, I'm not drawn to women with six pack abs that look like boys. Like I need a stomach. He's like, I need a soft belly. I like curvy, I like soft, I like feminine, you know? So I just was always wondering, hmm? Okay, can we cut to, because the last time we were dancing together on the tennis court, while you right. roller skated around very well, right. and I took excellent footage, you had explained that, that you were doing like a Cyrano de Bergerac thing, sort of luring people in because you didn't want to be you on a dating profile. And it was like, actually, can we discuss this? Yeah, I told you you can ask okay. me anything you want. Okay, so you basically had a friend look for cute guys and then you, and then she was like, actually, it's for a friend of mine who's an entertainer. Okay, well, can I, okay. I did not have my girlfriend look for guys. I was not even paying attention. Uh, I was in Clubhouse with a girlfriend one night and there was a relationship coach in there. And she gave me some advice about dating, about being open, not, you know, dating more than one person, uh, right. you know, looking at dating as, as making a connection as, uh, instead of, you know, I gotta get married or putting my eggs in one basket. So I took her advice. Right. We have and, no more and, eggs to put in the basket. <laughs> I have no more. My eggs are so powdered. No more eggs to put in the basket. They're in the back of the refrigerator way past the expiration date. So I said, um, I said I was going to be open to experiences. So my girlfriend who is on Bumble, she started swiping and looking at guys that she thought I might be interested in, who might, interested, might be interested in me. I don't want to go on these dating apps. So she would send me a picture and she'd go, do you, do you think he's cute? And I'd say, yeah. So what she would do was she would ding them or whatever. And she'd ding say- Ding them, ding, you sweep yeah, I don't them. Know how to, oh, swipe them, okay. So she would all leave them a message. All I know is because I did it for my best friend and I, every time she liked somebody, I went in the wrong direction and lost all of them. That's how I know. Yeah, I guess you can't go in the wrong direction. Right. So what she would do is she would send them a message and she'd go, Hi, this is not for me. It's for my girlfriend who does not do dating apps, but you seem successful and this, da, da, da. would you mind if I told you about her? And most of them were like, uh, this is weird. Am I being catfished? And right. some of them went, yeah, I'm intrigued. And she'd say, she's successful. She's an actress, but you know, I'm not going to tell you her name. Uh, and she has a 16 year old son. And I would go, Sally, all you got to do is put that into Google and my name's going to come up. But <laughs> and uh, her name she and her last name. Thank you. Both the same. <laughs> both the same. So uh, there were yes. huh? there were a three or four who were like, yeah, I'm down. 
And so she would send them to me and, you know, it was a little uh, intimidating at first, but then I said, Sherry, be open to it. So I would send them a text and say, hi, not even giving my name, my friend, blankety blank, was excitedly saying, you are someone that I need to meet. And um, <laughs> we would start texting. And one of those people, I think that you were talking about was a doctor. He's a He's a perinatologist, which is he deliver he takes care of uh, high risk babies. He's a surgeon and he delivers high risk babies. And um, we started texting. I met a former manager of a big, huge rapper. He was a former manager of a big, huge rapper and a big, huge. Wait, this is uh, comma, a new person, or this is the yeah, doctor? That was another person okay. that I met. Yeah, another okay. person. So who was, one is the doctor. Two is the former manager. Who's a former manager who's now into film production. I met, um, my girlfriend also found a film composer who composes music oh. for films. Like um, that. He, that energy shifted. We we texted and we talked on the phone and then we it was great. It was, I mean, great sense of humor. We laughed and he loved what he did. I love what I did. And he said, can you send me a picture? And so I went, Ugh. so I sent him a picture and then he was on the phone when I sent him the picture and he paused and he goes, Hello, Sherry Shepard. Energy shifted immediately, like immediate, like it just was like wah wah. And I, um, I didn't, I didn't know if I wasn't his flavor. I didn't know if it was like, I, I'm not, I'm in no way comparing myself to Beyonce, but I take it like you've been talking to a guy who's so cool, and then all of a sudden he goes, Caroline, this is Ryan Reynolds. Like it'd be like, oh shoot, you know that kind of thing. That's how right. I felt. So he immediately got off the phone. He texted me maybe once or twice after that, and he just he he disappeared. So it was three people on on Bumble. Um, the former manager was cool. We went out, had a really great time. He's still where'd called. you go? Like I need to know the details. He came to see me at the Laugh How Factory. How did you get? Were these showing? Were no, the not at all. Not at all. Okay. Nope. Not at all. He came, he came to see me at the Laugh Factory with his cousin. Okay, then, well, that's um, very intimidating to see you do stand-up. He got Hi, there late. So he got there late, so he did not see me do stand-up. So that was great. Um, he got there. The you, told me that you don't want to look like the boss. You can't look more like the boss than when you're doing stand-up. But I don't want to look like this going on a blind date because I don't want men to think, ooh, she got big boobs, ooh. You know, like, I, I don't. But I wasn't, like, homely. It was cute what I had on. Um, we went to a diner cause I wanted it to be real. Cause it wasn't supposed to be like a date. He just wanted to come see me at the lab factory. And I told him, you may not want to do that. Cause I think I might be talking about you. He said he had, he, he could take it, but he got there late, which is cool. We went to dinner, had a really great time. He posted a picture of me. Like he wanted to take a picture with me. He posted that on the social media, which I wasn't really cool about. So, um, but he still calls. He's great. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. 
feature syndicated broadcast personalities Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Uh, the doctor. Well, wait, just stop. Okay. First of all, this is my next show. It's going to be called, is this a date? Because nobody knows when it is. And I'm going to, there has to be a special font on your phone that when you get a text, it's flirting because I'm bored or I want to hook up. You are one of a thousand, whatever it is, it's got to be clear. So did you smooch him at the end of the date? No, absolutely not. Why absolutely not? Because first of all, it's COVID. I'm not kissing okay. somebody yeah, and okay. we got a all variant right. running around. It's COVID. You know, it was like, I, I will never kiss on the first date. Like we had just talked a few times. Okay. Yeah, we laughed. He had a great sense of humor. So no, I don't, even when I went, on, I went on two blind dates in Atlanta and there was one, um, a, a dinner date that I went on and that was like amazing. He was gorgeous and, and he... He worked for the city in like a big high powered position and he had his own business and he was so gregarious and so like muscular and um, he used to be a cop in the military for 20 years. So oh I felt- So he has a I costume felt, ready. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very protected. We stayed at the steakhouse so they put up the chairs and then he offered me his arm and we walked out and I was asking him a lot of questions and he said to me, which I love, he said, I'm not going to answer any more questions. The next questions I answer will be in LA because I want to come and see you. So I was like, I like that swag. Even in the car, when he dropped me off at my hotel, they wouldn't let him park because it was so crowded. So we sat in the car and we talked and we laughed. And this is what he did that I love. He said, come here. And I said, yeah. And he took his nose and he put it on my nose and he did like that Eskimo kiss. And he says to me, he goes, Sherry, look at me. And I was giggling. <laughs> Are, you right with this? Are you all right with this, Chris? I know it's kind of graphic. So What's graphic. Nose to nose is too graphic for Chris because he's a virgin. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank Chris, you. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you for being my voice. Yes, you know what's not graphic? Him, him doing like this is not gra- is graphic. So, um, <laughs> Caroline, do me a favor. Would you pretty please scoot? Three inches to your left. <laughs> Caroline's was like three inches. Thank you. To my left. Thank you. Okay, now you're saying. Sure. You're saying. Is that three so, to my left? 
perfect. Oh, I have. To, I don't usually go in increments that small, Chris, but I'll try. I would hope. I would hope not. One fourth of a foot. Like Vanity said, it's. I need seven inches or more to the left. Okay. So he he was nose kissing me. The Eskimo kiss on my nose. And he said, look in my eyes. And I was like, oh, shoot. And I'm giggling and I'm looking in his eyes. And then he takes his lips and he puts it at the top of my head. He moves my hair back or my wig. He moves the hair back and he goes from the top of my head with his lips really slowly, slowly, slowly down to my cheek. And he kisses me on my cheek. And if I want to tell you, I about <laughs> fell into the floor. I had a very famous um, rock star do that to me. I can't tell you who, but he went all the, no, first of all, he went like this, neck, and then here, and then all the way here, and then he stopped right by my mouth. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, good night. And I was like, Did you get tested afterwards, Caroline? I got tested for rabies. Is that what you're talking about, Chris? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I have to tell you my rock star story too, girl. Actually, it was not a rock star story. Somebody you know, he's a rock star comedian. Okay. And I'll tell like you guys. Chris rock guy. star comedian? No, he's white. There's only no, two. Can I guess? Yeah. It's either Dice Clay or Jim Brewer. Why are you getting all the old ones? Damn. Rock no. star? You said rock. Who else is rock and roll comics? Who was the one that was in Get Him to the Greek? Oh. <laughs> Ru Russell? Russell Brand, Brand yeah. Okay. Yeah, Russell Brand. That's a rock star comic. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We, yeah, we did. Russell Brand. Brand with a D. Yes, I know. Brand marketing queen with a D. <laughs> That's what I said. I didn't say Russell Brand. Wait, Russell Brand gave her the icon. D. You know. No, Chris, you were so nasty. No, no he did it. That's what she said. <laughs> I said God. Brand with a D. I want details. I thought, you said, I thought you said Russell Brand. Anyway, let me finish with the Atlanta one. So that was okay. amazing. So that was, the, and even no kiss on the lips. And it wouldn't have been, but it, I like the swag that he had. But wasn't and your mouth like nah, 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 afterwards, like, uh -huh. Yeah, but I like the way he did it because it was still respectful. And it, it took into account that I didn't, I don't want to, I'm not kissing on the first day. I don't do that. And no, I like the way him. I'm nosing him. And I like the way he did it. And he was like, I want it. Why are you here, Kim? She's like a freaking girl. <laughs> this is the most Literally, tuned in she's been. Kim is outside he of He found another office. wooden dildo. Hello. What a wooden dildo, Kim. Kim, I'm saying. No, she's standing out. It's dark out there. All I see is an apparition coming slowly towards me. And she's leaning against the window, looking like a ghost with dreadlocks. Go to bed. She's like Joshua. Go to bed. What? Go. She looks like a zombie. I swear to gosh. Go to bed. Go to bed. So she's gone now. She walks, and then she keeps her eyes open and she walks away slowly. Weirdo. If anybody um, in the house could bring me a glass of water, I'd be eternally grateful, Charlene. Here. Thank you. There you go. Good Got it. Uh -huh. <laughs> go team. We can't even get the two screens working. I, if I was able to, anyway. I know if you came away with the water. So anyway, Caroline, he was like amazing. He he said, I would like to see you again. And I haven't heard from him. <laughs> He's what never is that me. about? It's been three weeks, completely ghosted. But here's the thing. It doesn't bother me because my dance card is still full. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it just, and this is why I think when you date one person, because then you're sitting up there going with your girlfriends, I don't understand why we had such a good time. And then he said, once it comes, like my dance card is full. I'm dating more than one person. So it was like, right. wow, that would have been very cool, but it didn't happen. And I know I'm still like, I'm still amazing. And this is my I'm friend, still- Charlene. She's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Hello. Charlene is a comedian. Jump in. What's Hi, up, Charlene? Charlene? It was that the person I keep seeing walking behind you? Yes. Get her I'm some camera her time. Let's let's say hi. Say hi. Oh, I should be dressed. Oh hi. Oh, half a face. Well, keep we got going. half a face. Oh, hey, beautiful. There we go. How sweetness. Oh, How are you? You recognize Charlene? No. She's a funny comedian. Never... We met at the um, Nantuck Nantucket Comedy Nantucket Comedy Festival. Oh, I've never been invited to that Disney show as an actress, and then um, her. Lease expired, so she's been staying with us. <laughs> My boyfriend dumped me, and then Caroline picked up the pieces. All right, I was trying to cover her ass, okay? <laughs> All right, well, that's, that, that's uh, something for the books, for the relationship expert. Next time we have her on, you're going to be a guest, Charlene. Oh, I will be a guest. All right, no, Sherry's going to finish the story. Okay, Sherry, bye. Thank you. Sherry, you brought up okay. you brought up that point that's so true about relationships or life. If you ever do a creative project with somebody who's only got one thing going on, they'll drive you insane. Yeah, like well, now yeah, that we're it's called the, focus. Uh-huh. But it's, so funny. it's called they care. It's called they're devoted to their craft. <laughs> the relationship coach said to me, she said, Sherry, you need to date more than one person because the religion that I grew up in said. You don't date to just be having fun. You date to get married, which is why I got married twice because I felt like I couldn't date, just have fun. So she said, you need to date more than one person because there you won't be putting God your eggs in the basket. God knows marriage isn't fun. You said what? I said, because God knows marriage isn't fun. You're not getting married for fun. Well, can I tell you, please? Well, I think if you stick it out long enough, it might be. But I would love to ask Chris. I don't, what, a, what a lesson. We've both been married before, but Chris, you've never been married before. But just as a guy, just a little bit curious, I don't want to put a lot of energy on why he ghosted. Um, when I say- This I, seems to be our question, why do men ghost? Yeah, that's like, what what something what I would have wanted. I would have wanted to ask the relationship expert, do, do, what was her name, Dr. Suze, Susan? Susan Zinn. Dr. Susan, Susan Zinn. Dr. Zinn, because our date, Chris, when I tell you we had an amazing time, Sounds I did, like not, nice I did time. not talk about what I did or who I was, but what happened was a lot of people kept coming to our table because they recognized me. Like the manager was like, hi, my name Marquise. Uh, I just want to oh. make sure y'all have privacy, Miss Sherry. Uh, and I said, well, this is, this is so-and-so. And he was like, hey, how you doing? Uh, is everything okay? 10 minutes later, uh, you know, I just want to make sure everything okay, Miss Sherry. And then he, it, but it seemed to amuse him. Like he would say to me, he would say to me, I just heard them say you're a celebrity or I just heard, like we would hear my name. We would walk when we were leaving. We heard Sherry Shepard, Sherry Shepard. And then when I got up to go to the bathroom, a bunch of girls follow me. So he seemed very amused by it. He said, I don't want to be in your business. I love what I do. Um, I don't know if that after he got home and thought about it, if he was like, I don't want it that maybe he, he told me he wasn't seeing anybody. He said he wanted to be in a relationship. Um, he was 52, did not look it gorgeous. So maybe it just, I wasn't his flavor. I don't know. It was such a great time that we had. Does, so any thoughts? I, I have a few thoughts. So I was, first question I was going to ask, how old is he? So he said 52. 52. He so looked break, like he was 42. Of course. Uh, so 
this guy's that age. He has a military career. Is this guy TikToking and Facebooking and everything? I doubt it. No, no it's social media presence. A, t a text for him, maybe a once a month thing. He, he, you may still be in the like. I'm telling. I don't know. I, guess I think that he could still call. There's a dog. What's up, Dexter? <laughs> So I think I'm get my attention like he gets Kim's. That's so funny. So I'm not eating an apple and giving the apple to Dexter. So get, you better call. One of two things. Caroline's, Harry, Carol, Caroline's already to... shaking her head. No, wait. Well, I want to hear Chris has to say, Caroline. I was ghosted by a 73 year old man who I'm hoping is just was I know. He actually were... died and became a ghost. Right, Caroline. Me. Come on. Yeah, give I... it. He's literally a spirit now. Like, come on. So we gonna get on your 73 year old. I just want to hear what Chris has to say because he doesn't text. Like I texted and I was like, he no. When I got to my hotel, I said, I just want to make sure you got home. He said, Hey, my newfound friend, I'm home. Then I, you know, I didn't, I didn't hear from him. So you're saying that maybe he's not the type of person to be texting. Yeah, that, like that. That absolutely could 1,000% have something to do with it because his hit you up a couple of days later and just say quick hello. That could be a call in another two weeks. Seriously. He could be like, oh, hey, that was a good time. Remember me? Like, I mean, he may, and he may be being real, realistic about it too. And he might Here tune me. in. Does he know? Does he know that you've been, uh, did you tell him the deck was, uh, the deck was full that you were dating around? No, we didn't even get to anything he like that. He could tune in. He could have tuned in and found out and got his feelings hurt. Okay. Stop. Cherry. What? Do not listen to one thing Chris said. The next suggestion he's going to have is that he was dreaming about you and he thought, I'm going to make a cold coffee because I'm so hot. And then all of his fingers were sliced off in the blender when he was making a frappuccino. And now he's unable to text except with his elbow and his nose, which he uses to kiss with. First of all, this is why you need good girlfriend. No, you need to temper this. Dudes that were in the military no, don't text. That guy's kicking no, ass. Chris, no, Chris, his, his, his fingers <laughs> are cut off her. the blender. That's why he hasn't texted me. He got no fingers. Because he's working out that's every why. day. Yeah, that's, that's what you're right. believing. Okay. No, it's either okay. So there, there, I think it's the happy medium. I, I don't know. What would you would do? You think it would be overwhelming, and maybe he did go home and just think like, ah, you know, I had my night with somebody. I caressed her baby hairs with my lips, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> that's what she I described. Think, I think that he probably there was somebody in his life. Maybe they might have gotten back together. But I why? think what 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 would tell you that. Cause okay. he didn't text me back or call me. <laughs> so maybe there's somebody else. You know what? My friend Martin always says it's the other schnook theory. There is another person. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like what, Mr. Perfect. I, you remember that movie? Caroline, you remember that movie? He's just not that into you. Remember? Do I remember the movie? I dated the guy who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Joke about him, but I feel bad about the joke. I'll tell you off camera. Yes, I dated him, 
And you may have been the inspiration. Hilarious. He did not ghost me. We dated in San Francisco. It was very wrong. I dated both the headliner and the opener. Shut up. <laughs> At different times, I was like, this is very awkward. I, I, it I don't really is. It was Caroline. Awkward. You know what? It was the 90s, okay? <laughs> Were you featuring at the time? I was in no, middle act, and believe yeah. me. She's featuring. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> then, I know, it wasn't the same week, but it was like, or it might have. Caroline. I don't know. I it love was, you anyway. so much. I so love, I, I adore I ended you. I dating him, and he lived in San Francisco, and I lived in New York, and he was so sweet and honorable, because we were obviously like, he was such a doll, he was really nice, but he called me and said, you know, he wanted to date a girl that he had met locally, which would mean he was not dating me, and I, you know what, I didn't, I don't even think I cried about it or anything, I was, I was at my in Canada for Christmas. And at first, he was so sweet. He was like, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm like, that's so nice. And then I want to dump you on Christmas. <laughs> this is going to be a whole dating show because no. I have to tell you the story of a big actor that I dated on a big TV show. No, we didn't date We how it went awry. I had a, a big crush on him and we, it was, uh, it was he was white because I, you know, I don't date white boys. And he was white. What? And this Thank one. God. Stop. <laughs> Question. Why do you not date white boys? It's not that I intentionally not date white boys. It's just like uh, they that sounded like an intentional statement. Yeah. <laughs> I do not date. Sounds pretty, pretty concrete. That's the part that seemed like. Chris, I apologize to you if it sounded like I was being intentional about not dating white boys. Well, it's just typically white Chris men and I don't. Are dating Cherry, it's okay. Chris and I now have a relationship because neither of the two of you could get going. Real quick, hey, since you brought and it by up. By the way, I didn't know it was because he was white, but go ahead. Yeah, right. Here I am. Just I would say to white if a white guy asked me out, I just they don't ask me out. Like I I don't know. You I, here's the thing. And I would ask Dr. Zen this. I don't I know I know black men. I would date them. I know black men. I know the lingo. I talking know with how their black nails. talking with their nails. I look with my hands. I know black men. I'm not familiar with white men. So if if a white man likes me, I, I don't know. Like I know what a black you man. You all like. know that. You know what's interesting? I believe both black and white men ghost in a similar fashion. <laughs> There's not a black ghost or a white ghost. There's a ghost. <laughs> The white ghost moves out of the room with way less rhythm. White ghost, what I'm saying, Caroline Ray, what I'm saying is, if a black man comes to me and goes, hey, little mama, or hey, <laughs> I know what he means when he, Chris, I don't know what, what does Chris means. mean? I need some help. What does Why he is mean? That <laughs> I'm just picturing myself if coming up. Black man hey, little mama. Hey, little mama. He's complimenting me. If he's like, you know, I just know a lingo of a black man. I don't, if Chris, Chris, let's say you were interested in me, what would what would you say to me to show me that you were interested in me so I would know? I don't know. I'd like a couple of your Instagram pictures, and then if you don't get it, then we just don't even have anything there. Okay, okay. Which that, you, Chris, Chris, I'm I'm breaking up with you because that is the lamest, <laughs> most teenager, and if that's what we're gonna base our love relationship on. Breaking up with you. Wouldn't that be? I know. Be a little emotional, Chris. What would you best? say? 
what kind of stuff would you if i was sitting Honestly, at a restaurant i'm not like, good i'm not good with the bullshit one-liner stuff like that's so lame to me i'm not then into what that. Would you do? i'm gonna get if to you, know you and i'm gonna chat you up i'm gonna get to know i'm gonna be my charming okay. self he is a gemini every sign has a language to their what they want you want to be treated you want to have like a beautiful dinner or someone brings you something you want it to reflect wealth and and security and something very elegant he wants to be able to chat somebody up and then chat them up because how we're attracted to people is through our brains and if you're an air sign you want to somebody is attracted to you the more they talk and the more they stimulate your brain taurus you're a little okay. more shallow and visual you want money and security no wait hey 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 i'm a taurus and i'm not shallow what i, I resist that no what taurus is like is stability we're very that's what i said no, you said shallow. And All right, well, I, go. I have a, I have an expert opinion. I have an expert opinion from the engineering group. I meant shallow because of money. That's hilarious. Uh, Key Kieris, who's our engineer, let me know that she's she, a black woman. She's a black woman, right? And she, she's saying this. This is her experience. If she's into a white guy, she goes in for the kill because they won't come talk to her. She's now. Oh, yeah. She says she'll be the aggressor. Okay, so can, okay, this is exactly what I wanted to say, Chris. I'm not used to being an aggressor. So you're saying, and I want to tell you a story. There's an actor that I did a show with. Okay, you're just, she's just like Kim. She just walks out of the- I was going to say, like, I'm enjoying the story. I guess Caroline didn't think it was that great. Caroline Ray just got up and walked off the screen. She didn't say, excuse me, my door dash here. Did Did you just get ghosted? Yeah, I did. How embarrassing. This is why Caroline and Kim have been friends for so Mm -hmm. damn long. Because Caroline Ray, we were having such a great discussion, and she just walks away. Mm. She just walks away. I am dying of thirst. The the air conditioning's not on. I feel like I'm in the, like... Okay, well, why don't you say hold... Why don't you say, hold on, guys, I'm dying of thirst. Like, you give an explanation when you come back. I said, excuse me, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry I said that you were shallow. Didn't you hear me say that? No, I didn't hear none of that. See, you seemed like a a 52-year-old man from Atlanta. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean shit. Look at you. Okay, you have to move past it. I'm a Taurus moon. I understand you. (laughs) Okay. This is what I was going to say with Chris and what Key just said about being the aggressor as a black woman. Uh, There's an actor that I did a show with uh, uh, I, I got it. It was it was called Wednesday nine thirty eight thirty Central. I got to remember this actor's name, Chris. If you guys can look it up, it's Wednesday nine thirty eight thirty Central. That was that the was name of the TV show. Heard of that? Peter Tolan, who wrote Gods and Monsters, wrote this show on ABC. It was a brilliant show. It had the guy from Faulty Towers. Who's that English guy from John Faulty Cleese? Towers? It had John, John Cleese. Cleese in it. Yes, John Cleese, Ed Begley Jr. I love me. Wait, and what's the, the name of the show? Wednesday, 9.30. That's it? 8.30 okay. Central. Jesus. That's terrible because what if you were put on at 7.30? That's a terrible Thank you. title. <laughs> okay, look, we weren't. We were put on at Wednesday, 9.30. They couldn't think of a name, so that's the name they gave it, which was horrible. Okay. okay. Probably why know, we I've got it. Baby. I've got Who it. What do you want to know? Young white boy with dark hair. Ivan Sergey. Ivan Sergey. How that? would you get that? from white oh with dark hair he's in, he's in uh he's in the breakup he's in the breakup with vince vaughn and jennifer anson okay, okay that's where i recognize one clue let okay. me tell you about ivan sergey 
Ivan Sergey, who's a cutie, gorgeous. He was in Miami with his family, white boy. I'll keep saying this so y'all can get the context. He's in Miami with his family. He's having dinner with his family and this black girl sends him a drink. And she says, I wanna meet you. He met her, he was blushing. Next thing, they're married. They're married, he's madly in love with his black girl. He comes to me one day and he goes, she went and got a weave, which I don't even know what that is. It's some kind of like fake hair. He doesn't know what this is. And he goes, Sherry, she spent like $400 on this weave. Like he didn't know anything about black women. She smoked, she was a chain smoker. I don't know if they're still married, but he was in love with this black girl. And she did what Keith said she does. She was the aggressor and she went for the kill. So what I am asking you, Chris, Mm. is with a white boy, I gotta gotta make it known that I like you and I wanna get, I wanna, see, I don't even know how to, I don't know the lingo. Here's here's some thoughts. And by the way, it looks like they divorced in 2009, but they had a good six year run. Yeah, they were together for, yeah. She, uh... She got him. He's, he's a little... Harry, I like your, this, this wig is really, really good. You right. like this hair? I like it's this really hair. good. Thank you. It's really, like it. pr- it's you. really pretty. I like it. So I like you're, it. sorry. I like that length too on you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. So take those compliments, use that confidence, and walk across the room to that white man because Key also says they never feel confident approach, but most of them want to. So like they want to approach a black woman, but they're a little scared. See that uh, that must be the experience for most because I hear that and it's like. Even just a normal, like, Caroline, you're going to have a reason for this. Even a very (laughs) normal, straight up conversation from me to a black woman, it's the easiest thing. But I'm I'm saying that leads to them being interested. I'm telling you, like, that it's not, like, I guess because it doesn't happen that much, it seems out out of character. It's so funny. So all of our black women listeners, now you're hearing Chris say, just be more aggressive and let them know. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, when I'm with my girlfriends, I got one friend named Queen. When she talks to white boys, she'll say to them, "Ooh, I like what you're wearing. Ooh, you look good." And they blush. They love it. <laughs> like, and she'll be like, "Look at the way you walk. Ooh, baby, you." And I mean, she's so inappropriate, but they love. <laughs> Can you imagine and I'm if I going, Queen, damn, let him come to you. And she like, if I let him come to me, he ain't gonna come. Woo! And and, uh, <laughs> and that's kind of what Kim did to you, Chris. Kim freaking bump rushed you. Chris didn't even know what was happening with Kim Whitley. Every week she's like, Chris, you don't even know. I put you on the bed and I he, he don't even know what to say. Kim has bum rushed Chris into loving her. Kim always says to men. My friends, who some are right, she will say, I think I'm going to break you off a little something, something. <laughs> <laughs> she does. That's her line. I'm going to break you off a little something, something. That's <laughs> if I said that to some man, he'd be like, what do you mean you're going to break off like the baguette? What are you doing? I, I just... It just would not work coming out don't of my break mouth. The, don't break the baguette. Kim Whitley I'm going to break you so... off some of that baguette. Mm-hmm. But I, we have to say about our friend, Kim Whitley is so aggressive. This is why she's been engaged 19 million times. Before a man knows what hit him, he didn't gave her a damn engagement ring. He don't know what hit him. 
Chris is out there looking for a ring as we speak. <laughs> got me, got me calling, checking in on her during uh, during production time. Chris says this all the time. To me, I just talked to Kim. I'm like, oh, you think you hot now, huh? Oh. <laughs> Chris. Uh, Kim says she can't do the podcast tonight because she's a little tired. Oh, she did, did she? Wait, Sherry. What? Sherry, I have to tell you a story about Peter Tolan. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. He created my show Wednesday, 938th Central. He, he wrote I, Gods and Monsters. He also wrote um, like a million shows, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's brilliant. He's br he, um, Rescue Me with a Dennis Leary show. I mean, he's done a well, million Dennis Leary. shows. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. So I went in to meet him, and we were to. We, I was supposed to do a pilot with him. It was so long ago that the network. I was doing one pilot, and the network said, "Caroline, I know you really want to do this one pilot, but we really need you for this other show." It and Peter Tullin had written this amazing script. It was basically about like Martha Stewart and her like quiet little assistant and how they anyway it's it was their relationship it's a fantastic script and i wanted to do that and this is so hilarious and so long ago they said caroline i know you really want to do this script oh no that they said they needed me for they needed me um we really want you to do this script but um we've cast kathleen turner and you guys just look too much alike i was like <laughs> <laughs> to Miranda Richardson and I for a movie. And my mother goes, I'm sure you'll get it and not Miranda Richardson. Like she was hysterical. Oh. Anyway. Um, I know I just lost out on a part to Uzo Aduba. Oh, you did? And that's okay because we're so different. Uzo? Uzo played Crazy Eyes. No, in no. I wouldn't speak about She's that. also on, in treatment. She's a therapist. That's what I was going to say. Was it in treatment or what? like what was yeah. it? Okay. It was, no, no, it was it, okay, Sherry, it was what's the movie TV show to, in the movie? Can you it's tell a me movie. the TV show in the movie that you just did? It's about to, hmm? Um, I know that you were just I saw on Instagram you looked very like sexy, like you were either being a lawyer or a judge or something. I saw you in a suit. So you were filming. Oh, that's something. a Mindy Kaling show. Mindy Kaling wrote a show called uh The Sex Lives of her. College Girls. Yeah, she's she's brilliant and she wrote me a note. And she said, I wrote this part and I really want you to do it. And it's it's a funny part. Please, please, please do it. And I've always wanted to work with uh, Mindy Kaling. So when she wrote, when she sent me that beautiful email, I said, of course, I play. It's about four girls who go to college to like a Vassar. And it's where my sister, my sister went to Vassar. Oh my gosh. Wow. My sister went to Vassar and my sister had a terrible lisp. And so one time. We had run into this friend of my father. I had a terrible lisp as a kid too. My entire personality was formed by the fact that kids made fun of me at, like some kids said to me like, S, F, S, and, he, and I apparently said, it's only S's I can't say, go fuck yourself. Uh, my mother was like, let's go. Anyway. Um, Isn't it funny how our personalities are formed by like just horrible stuff? Cause my funny was formed of being Growing up in an all-white neighborhood, my my father moved us from the inner city of Chicago to the suburbs, which are all white, in the middle of Roots, Alex Haley's show Roots. Hmm. That was the worst thing he could have did because every white person wants to know if I had a cousin named Kunta Kinte. Oh. It, it was, or Toby. Mm. Mm. It was horrible. Horrifying. But 
it was literally the basis because I got made fun of and I got bullied all the time and I got called the N-word all the time. So it for, it made me be funny because I wanted to make people laugh before they could bully me. So if I could right. make you and laugh- And also you me, were like heckled from strangers. So you knew how to deal with it. And that. I was heckled and it everybody picked me last for their um, gym, you know, um, gym. They would never pick me. I'd be sitting there by myself. Um, it was, it was, but it made me funny. It made me that, you know, my sister would fight them. Like my sister's like, she's even at 47, she's like ready to fight you. Me, I just would make people laugh. So, uh, uh, what do you call it? Chris, can I tell Chris something about you? Okay. So Chris, the first time I ever saw, um, Gary perform, it was at drag bar on Ventura. It was on Ventura. It was a, it was a drag bar. Queen Mary. I was so excited to meet you. I was like, you were doing uh, the witchy movie. Um, I was doing Sabrina. And you were doing Sabrina. You got up. Okay, so you got up and you killed it. It was the whole Keisha hold my baby. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What kind of fun- what kind of room was this? Was this, was this like a it legit? Was a gay bar. bar. No, but were you on your way up? Were you or were you? No, she was on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, Sherry. Sherry <laughs> was, was on her way up. Okay. So then. I had a test show or for a pilot or something. And then I became like your giant cheerleader. I was like, you have to find this girl. She is so funny. And then oh, you came man. on. I can remember you came on as my guest. And then oh, you're on your you, show, on your talk show. You know, and then they put what? you on Ellen, right? And then they, they put you on The View. How? Because everybody loved your tape. Were you headlining? Like, you have to get her on. Sherry, were you no, a headlining comic? Carol, no, I wasn't headlining then. Caroline what? Ray came in to do a spot and I was so excited to, me- hold on, I gotta close. This is what you do when you disappear from the screen. Hold on, Joshua's screaming and Kim is screaming at Joshua. You hear that? Caroline, no! I, wanna, I wanna get filled in on this some more. So I'm going to step away just to close the office door. Sounds hold good. On. Okay. Caroline, this is huge. She was a feature at best. No, she was freaking hot, no. hilarious, no, so but I, funny. That's amazing. Oh, wait, Mary, before I forget, I have to tell you my Peter Tolan story. So <laughs> I know I'm we like, jump all over the place because I, I remember I needed, to, I needed to tell you the, the story about the white guy who's a big actor on a big TV show in okay, Russell Brand. I thought, so, you, I thought you, it turned out to be the Ivan Sergei story. That's why I moved on. No, that was about black women who are aggressive with white men and how you get a oh, white man. Okay. okay, so that was behind one. Oh, okay, wait. Yeah. Just a second. What was I just about to tell you? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I go to. Oh, so how we met? Okay. No, no, drag, no, drag Tolan, show, drag comedy show. Chris, Peter Tolan, and then the guy that she almost slept with on the TV show, and then three whatever we were just talking about. Write that down, Chris. <laughs> Write that down, Chris. Okay. One. Can't remember any of them. Okay, Peter Tolan and I. So I went to meet him for lunch. No, we were talking about how we met. Are you done with that? I, no, we were back. We're going back to the Peter Tolan story. Pick your own adventure yeah. podcast. Okay, so Peter wrote this amazing script. I think it was called like Card- Cardamom and Spice or something. Some very <laughs> PBS name. So um, I went to meet him, and I loved him. I just thought yeah. he was so brilliant and so funny. And and I was like, oh, he is fantastic. But I was so nervous that when I left, because I really wanted the part, 
Yeah. I I went like this. I went like, all right, well, I'm going, you know, and I obviously like, Oh my, did you do that? I picked, anyway, I got home. I had eight menus from that restaurant. <laughs> How did you have eight menus? I picked up when I left. I just picked, I was so nervous. I just picked up a file and I went home and I had the script and I had eight menus. <laughs> you're, you're weird. You're a and weirdo. They hired someone else, and then I did this pilot called Daisy's Mom with this guy. One guy was so terrible. He like bought a car at lunch. It, it was just ridiculous. He got fired by like the afternoon, and then they replaced him with Eric McCormick. <gasps> oh my gosh! I know. And Eric. then that show didn't get picked up because. Anyway, that show didn't get picked up. And then uh, Rhea Perlman's sister wrote that pilot. Um, and then that show didn't get picked up. So then Eric got uh, Will and Grace and I Will got Sabrina. Grace. Those were our next shows. And Sabrina was what you were on when I met you. And I remember to the day, you, I was like, oh my gosh, that is Caroline <laughs> Ray. Like I was so... Like, <laughs> and I remember I got on stage and I did my jokes, but you got on stage and freaking destroyed the room. And I was watching you with eyes wide open. And at the time, you were really good friends with the makeup artist that passed away, unfortunately, Kevin of Kevin Coin. Yes. And he had written a book about makeup. And he used to do Janet Jackson. And so you were just on stage and everything, and even true to this day, as you guys can see, everything that comes out of Caroline Ray's mouth is hysterical funny without, without no effort. And or yes, meaning to. Peter Tolan. <laughs> so I, I need to just add this in. This is just digging at my soul. Let's talk about Peter Tolan's range really quick. He was a okay. writer. He was a writer on the Larry Sanders show, arguably one yeah, of the, great, the greatest, the greatest TV shows ever. Like, yeah, they like created that show. Well, yeah. you know, well written as good, but that's so that's the best. But let's go to the other end of the spectrum when he was probably getting a paycheck. He wrote Stealing Harvard, which is at 9% on Rotten Tomatoes with the great who I love. Tom Green is in that. But talk about oh, wow. range. You're the maybe on the arguably one of the best written sitcoms of all time. And you also wrote Stealing Harvard. What? That's that's Hollywood, man. I, I love that. Yeah. And I needed to. Bring What's he up. doing now? He's brilliant. Uh, he did no, the Mad I, About I, You reboot. I, uh, Peter Tolan also did a sitcom with uh, Dave Chappelle. He was best friends with this white boy, but then Dave Chappelle said he didn't want to do it. It was and called, Peter Tolan, yep. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but Peter Tolan, like you said, is just brilliant when he, and you know this, Caroline, when he writes a script, it's so clever and brilliantly funny. And so he, um, this is what happened because I was doing a, another pilot when he did, and with, and I'm going to tell you something. This this uh, show with John Cleese and Ed Begley Jr. It was about the behind the scenes of a network television show, mm. and how how it operated, and how it really kind of showed that everybody it, behind the scenes, the executives have no clue of how to do anything. Basically, John Cleese was the owner of a Fox station. Ed Begley Jr. was the big president. Um, Ivan Sergey was the newcomer with the with the big Harvard degree, and all I was, I used to work at the bagel shop across the street. 
but they hired me to be the token black woman because they couldn't find a black woman in a wheelchair to, to cover the diversity thing. So I became, a, they, and I said, and I, when I told Ivan, I'm under no illusions. The reason why I'm a vice president of so-and-so is because I fit the bill. I'm a black woman and I don't have a wheelchair because they was looking for one with a wheelchair, but they couldn't find one. So like I had no experience. So it was all of these people who were like, they, and, and so Ed Begley Jr. had a monkey who would do the lineup of the shows. The monkey would just, <laughs> and then Lisa Renna came in in one episode. We got so much, we got so much, uh, with backlash, but Lisa Renner was the star of one of our shows and she wanted to leave and Ed Beg and John Cleese was like, whatever we gotta give her, if we gotta give her a baby from Africa, go get the baby from Africa. She, Cause she wanted, a, she wanted a baby. So we went, I had to go get the baby from Africa to give her. No, no. Yes, and then we she wanted an Asian baby. So I was like, I don't know nobody in Asia. So we had to go get an Asian baby and we gave no. the Asian people a bunch of uh, Cokes. <laughs> we got, woo, <laughs> we got, at the time it was funny, like now you can't do that. Oh but God. It, was, it was literally about network executives don't care. They gonna give you whatever you want. So it was so brilliantly written, but it was too, forward like we if it would have been great on a netflix or hulu it wasn't good for abc and no. that was a what year was that shoot i don't remember i don't Two, but i'm gonna 2002, tell you this. 2002 i was doing i peter tolan wanted me for the role they offered it to me i didn't have to audition but the network wanted me to audition and in the meantime i got booked another pilot called holding the baby and so they couldn't use me. And Peter Tolan said he was going to write the part out if I could not, sorry about that, if I couldn't do it. So in the pilot, there was no part. And then he wanted me so badly, he told the network to pay me double to come over and do his pilot. And they paid me double what the other pilot paid me for me to do this. Peter Tolan. Like he would, he's, and, and now that you say that, I'm going to find his email and ask him if we can go to lunch. And I'm not stealing any menus, Caroline. It was Shay something on Ventura. I can't remember. What I'm not going to take it, and I'm not going to okay. wear cleavage either. The guy that you almost had the moment with, the big actor, or you did have a moment with. Okay. Oh, so you, okay, you want that story or you want the Russell Brand story? Yeah, and then I'm going to call my daughter, so I have to go after that. I got, what are you talking about? Me too. We've been on the thing. Oh, geez. How long have we been talking? You're, you're, you got, you got about 10 minutes. No. Okay. So we got about two. Tell the story. Two, so I don't have to do the story. Let's, let's finish. I want to know the story. I, I want to know the story. Listeners want to know about Russell Brand. And then you also need to tell, you need to finish how you all met. By the way, well, why don't we finish it by how we like met? A blurry ghost. And the other, you can see me. I don't know if you're using that one. Okay. Tell the story of Russell Brand. And I never got to tell you the, my doctor story that I'm talking to oh, the doctor. Right, okay. But anyway. Russell uh, Brand, doctor, and then we say night-night. Okay. Can I give you your flowers and we just say night-night? No, it's Russell Brand. Go. <laughs> Russell Brand. Russell Brand came on to The View. And Russell Brand told the uh, producers of The View that he liked me. I did not know this. And so when we were on the couch, he kept flirting with me. Like heavy, heavy flirting with me. So it's much sexy. so that huh he's sexy very like in a dirty way very much so 
And so Bar- so much so that Barbara Walters was like, okay, why are we even doing this interview? Y'all need to go get a room. Like he wouldn't, le- he wouldn't leave me alone. And so um, it was really funny. And uh, when the show was over and one of the producers came and got me, he said, Russell is still here. Like he wants to talk to you. So I went into Russell's room to say goodbye to him and the- all the lights were out. And Russell... Cause he said he had a migraine. Is that what they say, Chris? Is that white man lingo? <laughs> it means something different when the man has a headache. We have to remember that. Okay. Right. okay. Well, all the lights were out. Cause I was like, Russell, where the lights at? So he gets up. I cannot speak in this. I don't know if he's English or Australian. I don't know. English. But he's English. So he comes up to me and he's like, he goes, you're so sexy. I, I love, I'm so in love with you. You <laughs> And I was like, what is wrong with you? And he, so he's much taller than me. So he had to bend down and he, he goes, I just want to kiss you. Can I kiss you? It's so sexy. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I said, no, you can't kiss me. Uh-uh. And he, and he kept saying he wanted my number. So I gave him my number. And later on now, and I got to tell you, this was the weekend before he met Katy Perry. Yes, Joshua. Is that permanent? <laughs> is that permanent? Y- yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, to your skin, it is permanent. You want me to help you remove? Well, don't come in. I'm. I'm. Can I? Oh shoot! Yeah, your mama gonna get you. Nope. No, it'll come off. You just gotta wash it in the tub. It will come off. It will come off. This is a. <laughs> He's got green dye all over his feet. Oh no. Kill his- and he walking around on her hardwood floor. He's oh. like, oh, shoot. Oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to finish up Russell because you got to come. So he gives me his phone number. This is the weekend before he met Katy Perry at the Grammys. Okay. So he gives me his phone number. He calls me. He's doing a stand-up show. He's absolutely brilliant uh, with the stand-up. He's doing a stand-up show, and he invites me to the stand-up show. And he says, I want to see you afterwards. And I'm like, yes. What do so, you mean yes? You had no interest in him five minutes ago. Because I was in New York. I was like lonely. I didn't have nobody, have any friends. I was like, you know, it was just very cool. I, you know, and I thought it was cute. I really did. Okay. And okay. um, and this was, it was like a, a couple days. And so what happened was, um, so I was going to go to a show and he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you home afterwards. So my girlfriend, and I'm going to just call her my beautiful girlfriend. She works with a uh, camp. Her name is Erlene, but I'm going to, for purposes of uh, the, the truncating it, I'm going to call her cock blocker. So no. cock blocker. That is so Erlene. You know know Erlene's big Christian. Erlene's big Christian. So Erlene was working with me at the time. And so I said, I'm going to go out. And she's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to see Russell Brand do stand-up. And she's like, when are you going to be back? I don't know when I'm going to be back, Erlene. I'm going to be back. So Erlene insists on riding with me. So we go to Russell's show. There's seats for me. Russell's on stage killing it, looking at me looking at me i'm looking at him he looking at me so anyway he does a show brilliant afterwards somebody comes and says miss shepherd can you come back to the back so i'm walking and i was like i'll see you later this girl's on me like freaking white on rice early as i would call her cop so we go to the back um where russell brand is and he comes up to me and he's like can we go out and i'm like yes so Erlene's like, where are we going? Bitch, what do you mean where are we going? Uh-huh. 
So Earlene's like, where are we going? And I think she scared Russell because the Holy Spirit of Jesus jumped on Earlene. Like she had that, I will smite thee tone in her voice. And so <laughs> like literally Russell was like, well, can we go? And Earlene was like, can we go where? Like that. And I was like, hey, cop blocker, go home. <laughs> she would not go home. She would not leave me. That's why we don't work together now. Cause I don't hire cop blockers. So anyway, uh, she, Russell was like, you know what? Let's do this at a different time. Ooh. So we came home. I was mad the whole time. And she was like, you know, God loves you, Sherry. He's going to bring the right one. Well, maybe he brought that one for tonight, Earlene. Maybe he did. You ever thought about that? So we went home. Then they had the Grammys that weekend. Next thing I know, him and Katy Perry are engaged. Hmm. Engaged on the weekend. Guess who that would have been? Engaged to Russell Brand. Hmm. Not Katy Perry, cock blocker. <laughs> I'm just saying. So much so he was flirting with closer. me. I really so do. Much that every time I went on the red carpet, people were like, what's going on with you and Russell Brand, girl? Like he is, Barbara Walters even said, did he call you? Yes, he did, Barbara. What happened? My girlfriend made him go home and he's engaged to Katy Perry. Now he's a friggin' swami over in England, not washing up, eating vegetables, doing all about, I don't want him now. No, you don't want him now. No, I don't want him now, no. You know my theory, Sherry, everyone is eventually gettable. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might have to wait. Like, it might be like, it might be like, honey, blink twice if you know I'm in the room. <laughs> like, you might have to wait that long. But eventually, sometimes, though, Chris, everyone's I, eventually gettable. That, but Caroline, sometimes, Chris, I wonder if I should get in touch with Russell and go, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. Perfect. But now he, he's, he's brilliant. Um, he's right. brilliant. Um, he's I know brilliant. you got to go. So we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. Caroline, okay. thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. I you love have, you. Like, it's always you, nice to chat. Our fans love you. So you have to be a regular nice. and, right. and, and yeah. do it with both of us, with Kim and I. But with you're absolutely all the <laughs> with all of us. With all of us. I all love us. you so much. I need to unpack why you only want to be Kim's best friend and you don't allow her to have <laughs> other best friends. We never unpack that. We did not unpack You don't like that. none of her best friends. None of them. <laughs> You got a problem with everybody who's Kim's best friend. Like, you curse no, everybody. I yes, do not. There's two yes, of them do. that drive me a bit insane. <laughs> I have intense jealousy where I'm like, oh, my God. I'm one I'm of them. I'm you're, one of them. You're, no, you're you're one of them. And then, <laughs> she's my best friend. All right. I love you. I have to go. I love Chris. you. Goodbye, Caroline. Chris. Get off the phone. I'm going to talk to Chris. Please stop calling me. All right, uh, stay out of my DM. <laughs> stay out of my DMs, Caroline. Thank you. Goodbye, Caroline. I'm gonna end this with Chris. Goodbye. I love you. Okay. Can we get her? She's frozen. <laughs> you all were hilarious. Did you enjoy yourself? Did it feel good getting back in the saddle? You know, it always feels good because I like I, I really like uh Caroline Ray. Um I've known her for a long time. Not as long as Kim is no, no. I think I met Caroline before Kim. But her and Kim became best friends. So um, it was, hello, Chris. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm, I'm taking it in. You'll, we'll have to go through that story again uh, with her 
plucking you from that show and then recommending you. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The reason why I got Ellen. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, let me let me fill that in the blinks. Caroline used to have a talk show called The Caroline Ray Show. And it was literally, she was so funny. It was like maybe at the same time Rosie O'Donnell had her show, but it was called the Caroline Ray Show. And I used to try to get on everybody's uh, talk show, but nobody would book me to be on a talk show because they didn't know me mm-hmm. and they weren't interested in booking me. So the very first person who took a chance and booked me on her show was Caroline Ray. And so when I, and I was actually on her show twice and I flew myself out there because the people, uh, the producers, they wouldn't fly me out to New York. So I flew myself out there because this was the very first time it was really important to me. And, um, I think they had me karaoke, uh, respect R E S P C T and Caroline loved the stories that I told. We were talking just like this, me and Caroline. And because she had me on her show, the Ellen people, who never used to book me. They were never interested in booking me. Mm-hmm. They saw me on Caroline Ray's show and they called and said, if Sherry can be here and like, we had a guest cancellation, if Sherry can be here, uh, fill in, we'll have her. And and that was from seeing me on Caroline's show. And then when I was on Ellen's show, um, my assistant at the time, I was doing a show called Less Than Perfect. Um, my assistant at the time said, you know, everybody who comes, er, Ellen always comes out dancing. Sure. on her show and no guest has ever come out and danced with her you should dance with her and so i said really and she said ellen would really like that so when ellen did her wow. dance and audience and stuff so when she announced me i came out and started dancing flipped ellen over so that her booty was in front of me and i was popping her on her booty hilarious Pop. this is your and first she, time my first time on ellen wow and she freaking loved it and, um, and I remember I was so out of breath. I kept going, oh my God, I'm going to pass out. We're going to have to stop taping. But if I say stop, they're never going to have me back. So I literally was going to pass out. I was so out of breath. But they told me that they had seen me on Caroline. And Ellen liked it so much what I did. I became the most booked guest on the Ellen DeGeneres show. There were only three people. Betty White. Uh, who's that lady that was on the Gilmore Girls? Duh. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll look it up. You gotta say you gotta look it up real quick. The Gilmore I'm, girls. I'm on it. I'm on it. Gilmore. I know you girls. gotta go. They're gonna set the alarms in your building. <laughs> yeah, we got about seven minutes before we're about to get. So all I want to say is this: I'm gonna finish it up with this story. Is yeah. the she's a big, huge star, like on the Gilmore Girls. Um, look Lauren real Graham. Quick. Lauren Graham. Only okay. three people held that: Lauren Graham, Betty White, and me. I was number one, Betty White was number two, and Lauren Graham was number three. I was the most booked guest. I would go on the road with Ellen. I did the Olympics with Ellen. She took me everywhere. I have my own segment called The Shepherd Report where I would do pop culture. So, and that was from uh, Caroline Ray. Also the people from The View saw me on Caroline's talk show. So I have, it's a huge debt of gratitude that I owe to Caroline Ray. Um, And we became friends after that. And I've always thought she was, my admiration for her runs deep and and hard because the way she is that way she's that way 24 7. you can see it yeah even when she's going through shit and she's depressed she's funny and i love her so much and it bugs the heck out of me she is like it it makes her crazy that kim and i (laughs) she's very territorial over kim so anyway i'm gonna end it because i know you gotta go because they're gonna set the alarms and you won't be able to get out your feet 
I love Keith. Thank you for telling me I need to be aggressive with white men and telling all of our black women listeners because they love Chris. You just got to be a little bit more aggressive because white men don't get it. They don't understand our passion and our thing. They get intimidated, especially when we roll together. They get real intimidated. Now make so, sure you're actually into the guy too, because you might run into somebody like me who's going to go, oh, hello, and chat you right <laughs> back up. Oh, all right. Let's let's talk about this. That's why Kim got you. So I'm in this. So we learned something, black women. We learned this. Um, it has been so much fun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being gracious to let Kim sleep. She's wandering around like a zombie waiting for me to finish because she wants to come in here and she's not allowed. Uh, and Joshua has guy on his feet. There's finger, footprints everywhere. Kim's gonna kill. Him. So um, I love you guys. God bless you. Good night. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.